Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 79. Hey, Richers, so happy to be here. Today we have a great interview with uh, Justin Hu. It's going to be a bit shorter than usual, but I believe it's worth every word because Justin Hu has built his personal brand as an influencer in the growth marketing space before he actually um, founded his entrepreneurial business. And he based his entrepreneurial business on these skill sets from his past. Justin Hu is the co-founder of BlockNuts, a blockchain growth advisory and media group. Justin is a keynote speaker and advisor for over 12 blockchain companies, Token and Dapps. Prior to founding BlockNuts, Justin has been content creator in the growth marketing space. He has collaborated with the Wall Street Journal, CS, NASA, NASDAQ, and been sponsored by Samsung, Intel, New Balance, and more. Justin Ru. It's a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Thanks again for having me on this uh, podcast. Yeah, it's so great that you are here in this podcast. And I just shared with our audience what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you, what are you doing right now? What are you most passionate about? And where are you heading? Definitely. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Hey everyone, how's it going? My name is Justin Wu. I'm based here in Seattle, Washington, uh, in the United States, and I am the founder of CoinState. And what CoinState is is a marketing, media, and community brand, all in the blockchain space. I've been doing a lot of uh, advisory and marketing for blockchain companies, hosting several conferences, as well as online summits as well, to provide value, content, and essentially creating community uh, for the kind of the new disruptive uh, decentralized future. And so my background uh, has been heavily in the marketing and growth space. Uh, so previously to blockchain, you know, I was doing a lot of marketing for a lot of startups for the past 10 years and, and heavily got into the crowdfunding like Kickstarter, Indiegogo uh, space in the past three years. So I really took all my skill sets from what I learned in the past. And I've always been passionate about uh, blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Uh, since 2011-12 when I got into Bitcoin early on. And so I just really went all in on for the past year. And uh, yeah, it's been amazing so far. I mean, we're continuing to um, kind of launch uh, some big events around um, around the globe right now. You know, So we launched a lot of great events uh, in Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, uh, Vancouver, Canada. What kind of uh, events are these? Yeah, so... So it's, it ranges anywhere from meetups to to have like one one speaker in like a fireside chat, all the way up uh, to the developer uh, hackathons and meetups, and all the way to like a big two day three day conference. Do you do it with a specific customer or just um, taking ownership of this space of marketing for blockchain? No, so marketing for blockchain is what is our main uh, revenue driver. 
But when it comes to yeah. these events that we put on, uh, they're more so for providing a lot of value for the community uh, itself in each of the regions uh, that we serve. And we really want to focus on people who are actually building and contributing to the space, not people who are trying to hype, yeah. hype things up. Uh, because, okay. Yeah, because I think that what we saw early on with a lot of events out there, especially in the blockchain and crypto space, is that everybody's trying to charge $500, $800, $2,000 a ticket. Our events only oh. uh, about $150 to $300, um, which is like at least half or like eight to ten times cheaper than um, some, of, some of the other events out there. Uh, it's not that we're, you know, want to cover costs and and a little bit for extra growth and marketing, uh, of course. Sure. Um, but our goals is really not to create that super high barrier of entry uh, for people in the space um, that want to learn uh, more about what's going on, especially in the blockchain and cryptocurrency uh, areas. Okay. And then we also make it like for students, we only charge like fifty dollars as well too. So our our goals is really to just like foster communities in each of these areas. Um, if it's a conference, then if it's a meetup, usually it's uh, usually it's for free. Uh, as well. So they're providing like different access and education to people um, at different levels. Who's coming to these uh, meetings? Who are your customers in those events? Yeah, so it ranges from like enterprise decision makers who are curious about the technology to the actual developers who are creating and contributing to uh, the network or protocols, uh, then also to like traders and funds as well. So we like to have a business track and a technical track to hit both audience yeah. crowds. Uh, but what we do want to do, though, is we want to try to get to more advanced topic if possible. I think that everybody's already heard that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies is great for decentralization and uh, bringing trust to systems. You can only say that so many times, and I think people are, understand that already. They want to see. Okay. Yeah, so they want to see why it's important for you know how blockchain can apply to them today. Uh, where the technology is today, and also it is in, uh, where it's going to go in the future too, to kind of cut away uh, away from all the the BS um, out there that a lot of people kind of sure. uh, been hyping up. What are they seeking to hear? What are they looking for? Why are they coming? Yeah, so I think that people are coming for different reasons. Some people are looking for money and funding. I mean, that's great. Uh, our, our, our events are not heavily focused on investments at all. It's more so that people who are wanting to really see what the future technology holds in terms of uh, giving more access, usability, scalability, scalability designs, uh, and gain really, really like advanced knowledge of what's happening in the space from a you know people who are actually building and developing in the space instead of hearing it from somebody else like an influencer or a media channel that's always trying to like hype it up. Why don't you just hear from people yeah. who are actually working in the forefront, the engineers and uh, the actual uh, founders themselves, right? Um, and, yeah, sure. And even, you know, with our speakers, what we always like to do when we go out and choose our speakers, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not really that they have to pay to, to speak. It's, it's more that we're looking at topics um, first and then figuring out, well, what kind of value can the speaker add to this topic itself? Can you give me an example for the most successful event? What were mm -hmm. the topics? What did yeah. you talk about and who came there? Yep. So our most recent biggest event right now um, is called Blockchain Northwest, uh, based in Seattle, yeah. uh, Seattle, Washington, uh, the whole region from Vancouver, um, Washington, and uh, Oregon. Um, that's considered like the Pacific Northwest. So the name kind of fits with that. Uh, we had 800 people come to the first ever Seattle Blockchain wow. Conference. 
um, which is great. Um, you know, I think there's other events out there that might have a couple thousand people, but those are like the mega conferences uh, for the whole Pacific Northwest and Seattle region to have that level of event okay. um, was definitely productive. And, um, you know, we, we had people from uh, Microsoft, Amazon, T-Mobile, Starbucks, uh, Bittrex, uh, Big Exchange there, uh, chain Storm Token, Unicorn Gold. So we had a lot of local Seattle companies come through, enterprises, um, enterprise decision makers. And then we also had a lot of other companies from uh, Canada come down, people from Oregon, oh. uh, L.A., New York. Uh, I think one thing that when we're, host, when we're seeing a lot of events out there, the biggest problem um, is that there's like an echo chamber with a lot of uh, events out there. What I mean by that is they're only tapping the same speakers in, in that region, and it's the same exact people speaking every single time. And yeah. we, what we noticed is that in order to both differentiate our events but also to really provide value for the community um, both in and outward, we need to bring other perspectives into the community from all other, other states and countries, but also then we need to help um, and then highlight the projects locally too to showcase to the people who are coming from the outside that there's something going on in that specific sure. city, whether it be for Seattle, uh, Vancouver, BC, or, or, and beyond. How did you call this last event? What was the title? What did people come for? Yeah, so we, we, there wasn't like a single specific team, theme for, for Blockchain Northwest. And the reason being is because of... Yep. Blockchain Northwest, this was yeah, the name yeah, exactly. of the conference? Yeah, so it was it was focused heavily on blockchain technology, not cryptocurrency, less on cryptocurrencies, and we did we did get some uh, complaint mm-hmm. about that a little bit, um, just because people wanted to hear about sure. ICOs and, and new projects. But uh, you know, uh, I think it's there's like a clear differentiation. I mean, cryptocurrencies and blockchain are synonymous, but there's also still a distinction between each of them. And what we want to do is focus on the technology itself, so that people can understand what's being built and they can be uh, they can feel. more confidence in the technology that this will drive uh, more innovation and more use cases and efficiency in the future. And therefore, they should trust in cryptocurrencies in the future too because the technology is real. That's right. And I want to ask you, but did you totally abandon your marketing hat? Does it have anything to do with marketing at all or not anymore? Yeah, yeah I mean, putting on an event is you know, a really big marketing event. Oh, of course, you're using your marketing skills, but you're not teaching marketing. You're using your marketing skills to teach people about this new world of blockchain. Yeah. I love it that yeah. way, <laughs> I, I must say. So, yeah, so before I got into blockchain, a lot of my personal brand and content, and when I go speak out at keynotes, I was teaching about marketing, growth hacking, uh, and beyond um, to other startups and other marketers. But for the past year, Uh, I've been focusing heavily on um, when I went to work in the blockchain industry, uh, I stopped creating content around marketing and growth to teach other marketers and entrepreneurs out there. Yeah. And it, it was just like a personal decision where I needed 10% in an industry that's moving very fast. Yeah. And I have to spend seven days in a week in it and I have to learn about it. Uh, there's so many different aspects to learn about it from technology to development, fintech, sure. finance. Uh, understanding um, securitization of assets commodities and there's so many different things that you can learn throughout the whole space sure and then how that all relates to each of different industries music supply chain healthcare beyond so these are like I'm learning every single day and there's never been such a rapid way for me to learn wow uh, uh, this fast and so 
now, you know, like I was teaching a lot of marketing and growth out there and I, I do love it. But um, now I'm actually just pulling things from all my past experiences and just executing nonstop every single day um, for for this space to continue to grow. It sounds perfect. It sounds perfect because actually you became um, an entrepreneur yourself in a new field and you're creating something new and they love it. You know, this uh, podcast is all about customer focus and customer approach, yeah. which you are doing and you've made some kind of a shift. And I want to ask you, what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur in any field that listens to us right now regarding customer focus, marketing and sales? The best one advice. Yeah, the best one advice that I have is, is to really focus on the customer's point of view and the value of... And just value what I mean by that is when I hosted this conference uh, for example um, this is the first time I hosted an event that had 800 yeah. people and I had to think about it do I, it's like do I want to make profit on a short term uh, by trying to charge as much as possible to my ticket uh, ticket people uh, I guess my attendees um, that could be short-term thinking um, but instead it's like okay well what are the problems in the space from a consumer standpoint? Um, to these conferences and what do they really want they want high level content advanced content sure they don't want it too expensive because it's 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 just it pushes a lot of people away and they're not really going to get that much money value back anyways usually and uh, you know if you and then you just want to go out and build community and provide that value for uh, those attendees how was it how was the event what were the conclusions of What they can learn from you for us thinking about the value of a customer first and stop thinking about short-term thinking of how to try to monetize and squeeze every single dollar sure and go and go beyond that too sure and was it a success yeah no definitely was success yeah 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 we still we were very profitable still whoa because um, again like you know a lot there's other events that were within the region that try to uh, copy what we did and they try to charge eight hundred dollars a ticket they only had like a hundred dollars barely 150 attendees and so that's cool but um, but we pulled off 800 and we charged uh, 150 dollars a ticket right so uh, it just goes to show that you know and it depends on the goal right if you want a small event and you want to charge a lot maybe like that's a good success goal for them for us we're not caring so much that we're not uh, we're not really like an event company um, all our money comes more on the back end sure yeah You're like educators yeah. you're trying to build something new in the world and also too just like if we provide value then we will in the long-term game we'll get value back and we get value back through the relationships that we do build um, through the speakers sure through the attendees and beyond and because of the event that we created there's a lot of new relationships that happen through our event and people attribute those uh, relationships to us and we we get those benefits in the three months six months and Uh, and yeah, um, just through like uh, potential clients leads and deals because we help kind of have people come in together and give them that value so actually the best advice will be to really know what your customers wants and needs right and then give it give it to them and over deliver I'd say over deliver I love that yeah provide them so much more value than that they feel so good of what they paid for shouldn't think about it and that's then you're doing it wrong <laughs> <laughs> just in Can you tell us, can you share one failure, we'll talk about the success in a minute, yeah. one failure that you experienced, the biggest failure, that actually really affected on this uh, short journey of a year, not of yeah. your entirely marketing uh, life, but 
what was the biggest failure in this uh, new experience for you? I'd say the biggest failure maybe uh, that could have been um, smoothed out a little bit earlier is, um, I guess, being even more, uh, I guess, not trying to do everything um, yourself and, and be more collaborative. I want a story. I want, you don't have to, to say any names, of course, <laughs> but just to, just to feel what, what was there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, definitely. I mean, like, I think that's um, what we've tried to do. Like, we try to keep everything in-house and, and uh, you know, try to build everything ourselves. And it could have opened a lot more doors easier within each of the different potential regions that we're going with. And, and we learned this on a little bit after, like, six months, I guess, into the, into the business that in this space, I guess other spaces and industries, too, Ah, uh, collaboration is key. Like don't go into different industries or communities alone and try yeah. to take everything uh, head on and 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 do it yourself. Uh, there's a lot of other interesting players within whatever region or space you're in, especially if you're trying to build like an event in each of these different regions, right? Like you want to find somebody who's really understands uh, each of the ecosystems very well, sure instead of you just coming in there and just trying to like assume everything within the community, you really want to go spend the time in that uh, region or industry. Um, and start meeting and talk to people first and try to map out who's who in the space. Uh, and then from there, it'll open up a lot more other doors instead of you just trying to do it yourself and just push yourself in an industry or push yourself into a, a region for an event. Definitely. I think this is such an important... Yeah. yeah no You're saying something so important because I think so many entrepreneurs are trying to do everything by themselves and... And it's so important to hear about that. And I think finding it out within six months is very, very fast. And now I want to hear your story about your success during this last year. What was the minute that you felt, "Wow, this is the peak until now. This is the top for us. It was a great success. There is something that we did right here." Oh wow. <laughs> Uh, hmm. this year has been amazing just because everything started just like clicking every single month. And this was all compounding things that, um, uh, from experience and from, uh, from experience, like, I guess, five, 10 years ago, what I mean by that is it's pulling things that when I went out and built a personal brand before I got into the blockchain space, uh, I already spent like three years yeah. trying to create content and started with like zero followers. Uh, started with no user base, uh, no, no, no publication features, no keynotes. Um, so this past year now has just been taking all my relationships and all my experience of publicly speaking um, into a new industry now. And it's been, um, I guess, much easier because I've already done it in the past. Um, same thing with events. Like before blockchain events, uh, yeah. in the growth hacking and marketing space, I hosted my own, but it wanted to give me a stage. And that helped me understand <laughs> how to create and launch the logistics, audio, AV, and venue, and, and food, and all that stuff for running events. And so, um, you know, what I'd say is just like my past experiences compounded, um, even the failures in the past sure. has helped set the, the roadmap um, for the future. And now since I've done a lot of the different things from speaking at conferences and events, um, keynoting, panels, interviews, creating online content on every single social media channel. I'm pretty much on every channel now, like LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook, et cetera. And I push content. Sure, I saw it. I saw <laughs> yeah. it. It looks so impressive. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's just through like years of just like grinding and spending the time and taking 
studying one channel at a time, start studying from other mentors uh, and whoever is uh, an expert in that space and learning from them uh, quickly. On this last year, what was the minute when you said, wow, it worked? A minute or an hour? <laughs> uh, yeah, the biggest event so far to date, and I think it's going to continue going forward, was um, when I was speaking on stage uh, at a conference with uh, several thousand people. Wow. Uh, I shared the stage and I got interviewed um, by Larry King. Uh, CNN Larry King sure as well as, uh, one of the co-founders of ethereum uh, Charles Hawkinson wow. uh, and Cardano so Whoa. it was it was definitely like the biggest highlight um, so far uh, in it is in <laughs> in terms of uh, a big stage and and a big audience too it um, is. <laughs> right. the greatest issue that I see in this moment of sitting uh, being interviewed by Larry King and ethereum president or CEO I think the that the great feeling there was because actually you managed in such a short time to combine your capabilities and succeed in both. In marketing, you built it through quite a few years, but it helped you to, in a very short time, suddenly to be in the peak of the world of the blockchain. And that's what I think is so uh, great about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So what's now? Now when you reached such a high peak? Um, and we're just continuing you know working with uh, more and more uh, higher level caliber projects and just this past week actually we just started recently working yeah. with uh, a project that uh, Randy Zuckerberg Mark Zuckerberg's sister is involved with too so you know things again just like started compounding and it, and this was all from previous experience and work that kind of built up to this moment now and since we're all things are starting to click like we know where we need to go exactly how to get there and And how to execute and we're just like pushing straight through now instead of trying to guess and I think that's that's kind of thing that we're early on in startups and marketing uh, and entrepreneurship like we're always sitting down and trying to guess where we need to go and uh, it's like a roller coaster right <laughs> right and since both Justin and myself are in the middle of traveling I'm in England with one of the startups and Justin in the blockchain seminar and We will sadly have to stop the interview now. And all is left is to say, what is the best way to connect with you? Which is through your LinkedIn. And this is Justin Hu. Or through your Twitter account, which is Hackerpreneur. For our listeners, I just want to say that as usual, both will be in the show notes of this interview. And Justin, I had a pleasure talking with you, although it was short. I just want to thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> And bye-bye. Thanks again for having me on this uh, podcast. Bye-bye. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.